to the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Can we stand up and get ready to go to worship? Once again, our congregation would like to thank you for listening to another edition of the Abundant Life Community Church, the Church of God of Prophecy Congregation podcast. The local church is located at 6808 Missouri Avenue in Hammond, Indiana, and we can be found on the web at www.cogopoh.com. And we can be found on MySpace at myspace.com forward slash C-O-G-O-P-O-H. My fondest memory of a little child is a precious piece of my father's time he gave to me. Didn't change the world or save mankind was a precious strength built of sacrifice that inspired me. He'd have been the last to say he's done enough, but he's a giant in my eyes. And I want like him faithful and true I want to be just like him in everything I do I want to be just like him in every single way I want to be like him with every breath I take greatest joy I've ever known is a boy I call my own and Lord he looks like me and on one very special day as I watched him run and play he made me stood among his friends and looked at me I overheard him say that I want to be just like him faithful and true I want to be just like him in everything I do I want to be just like him in every single way I want to be like him 
with every breath I take Late one night beside his bed We kneeled to say a prayer Jesus make us more like you Then I took his hand and said We want to be just like him Faithful and true We want to be just like him We want to live, we want to learn We want to be just like him In every single way We want to be like him With every breath we take Oh, we want to be like him With every breath we
Praise the Lord. It's good to be in God's house. Amen. Well, I've got to tell you something this morning. It's, uh, it's about Shania. You would tell me if it was your grandchild. Uh, they, they gave... Uh, one award to each class in in the school that she goes to, the 15 classes, they give 15 awards called the Principal Award Amen. to the most outstanding student of the class. And Janiah got it. <laughs> yeah. It will cost me some money when I get there. She said, uh, she told me yesterday, she said, that, that thing that I've always wanted, uh, and I wanted it for my birthday and didn't get. She said, my mom and dad had to fork it over. It's given to the student that has the most outstanding grades and 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 character. Now, the grades she probably got from her mama, but the character she got from me. <laughs> By the way, before I forget it, that thing that was in the bulletin, did all of you read the bulletin about the little girl? Uh that's not describing me at all because I am the boss without the mother's permission. Now, you think I need to read it the second time. Uh, but I am, I am honored and, and blessed this morning uh, that uh, several times in the first grade, Shania got called to the principal's office. Well, when I got called to the principal's office in school, it was... Uh, <laughs> but she was called several times because they called her being good. And when they called her being good, they sent her to the prin principal's office for an award. So she got several of them, and uh, uh, I am thankful for this fact that that she will not go to bed without somebody praying with her. She won't go to sleep. When she has a problem, whatever it is, she calls Papa to have him to pray. Uh, Train up a child in the, in the way that it should go. I'm going to talk to you today about the fear 
of the Lord. The biggest thing that is absent in America is the old-fashioned fear of God. Amen. The writer of Ecclesiastes in the 11th chapter of the 8th and 9th verse, But if a man live many years and rejoice in all of them, Yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many, and all that cometh is vanity. Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes. But here's the warning. But know thou... For all these things, God will bring thee into judgment. Judgment is rarely mentioned from the pulpits in our day. In many ways, the church has lost its way from the commission that God give us. He give us a commission to preach this gospel to a lost and dying world. Because as Hebrews 9 and 27 says, it's appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. If it was not for the judgment seat of Christ, where we all must stand, there would be no need to fear God. Is if there was no punishment for what we do. The writer said to the young man, Rejoice in thy youth and let thy and walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes, but know for everything that you do in life, you're going to have to give an account sooner or later. So uh, we used to sing the song when I was a young man a couple of years ago. There's an all-seeing eye watching you. Every act, every deed, every, everything. And I was raised in, in a different atmosphere than what we live in today. Sunday morning was Sunday morning. Hello? There was, Saturday was a busy day. Saturday was a day of work. Saturday was a day of getting ready for Sunday. And when Sunday morning came, there was a holy hush. 
that was over the town. When you went to town, if you didn't get it on Saturday, you didn't get it on Sunday. All the stores was closed. Restaurants was closed. It was Sunday. When the newspaper was delivered to our, our house on Sunday, I could read the funnies on Monday, but I couldn't on Sunday. Not in my house. My dad said no paper today. You don't read the paper today. You read the Bible or the Sunday school literature. Today is holy Amen. unto God. Mm. I was taught as, as a young man that, that we served an awesome God and that we reverenced him on Sunday. Sunday was a special day that we acknowledged God. There was nowhere in the United States that you could hunt on Sunday. No hunting. Boy, this next one's going to hurt. <laughs> and all the golf courses was closed Amen. on Sunday. You wasn't allowed to fish on Sunday. Sunday was holy unto the Lord. We, we reverenced him. We feared him. We remembered the Sabbath day and kept it holy. Well, when I was growing up, there was Walmarts wasn't open on Sunday. I knew you'd catch it. You thought I said that by accident. But I tell you, what was the five and dime store? Kresge's, Woolworths. It didn't do you no good to go to town on Sunday because town was dead. And if you asked anybody, they would tell you that you should be in the house of the Lord on Sunday. Mm. Because Sunday was a day that we remembered the Lord. <coughs> Why? Why should we fear God? The wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. The reason we should fear God, there's a day of punishment coming. A day in which God will punish the world, in which he will rule the world. Oh, it's going to get better. 
John the Revelator said, I, I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from who faced the earth and the heavens fled away and was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things that were written in the books according to their works. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into a lake of fire. Now I still believe the Bible, and I believe there's a judgment day coming. And I know that people don't fear the cops until that bubble gum machine on top starts going around and around. Thank you, sweetheart. I've seen cars pass me out on the expressway and me doing 70 and they'd pass me like I was sitting still. Weaving in and out of traffic, so reckless. But you meet them down the road and red light flashing and you look at their countenance when you go by. Surely, men gives no thought to God in our day until they get in trouble. The other day when the, the L train was derailed, somebody was interviewed on, on the news and they said, I don't know whether anybody was hurting but all I could hear coming from the train, oh, God, help us. When you get in trouble, you call on God. But there's a difference the way you call on God. If you don't know him, you call for mercy. If you know him, you call him in a different attitude. Because you've been serving him. Satan wants us to think that God doesn't mean what he says. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of ever tree of the garden, but the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. <coughs> and the servants, serpent 
said unto the woman, Ye shall not die. For God knoweth that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes will be open, and ye shall be as God, knowing good from evil. God don't mean what he says. God don't mean what he says. That's what, that's what Satan said. And that's what people are saying today. He's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. And God wouldn't punish nobody. They say he's not an angry God. He's not a God of wrath and of judgment. But I want you to know when God says after death the judgment, you can depend upon it. One day you're going to stand before an almighty God. So if you fear him now, you measure your life accordingly. If you don't fear him, you just feel like you can do anything you want to. I don't know about you, but I still believe in old-time holiness. I believe a man must walk right and talk right. Isaiah, the 29th chapter and the 13th verse, Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as this people draw near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear towards me is taught by the precepts of man. Huh. You better not listen to what man has to say about God. Man says, don't fear him, love him. Well, I tell you one thing, I love my dad. I really love my dad. You know I love my dad. I talk about my dad all the time. I love my dad. But I tell you one thing, there's a lot of things I would not do because he said not to do it. And mom always had eyes in the back of her head. And I know one day the, the boys I was with wanted to teach me to smoke. I got one of those cigarettes and started puffing on it. And they said, you're not a man. You're not a man until you inhale it. Wow. I inhaled it. It made me sick. I come home puking. Mama knew it. Huh? She wasn't there, but she knew it. And I got punished. Let me tell you something. When, when what you do makes you sick and you throw up and then you get a whipping for it, it's useless to try it again. And thank God, when my dad 
sat on the front seat of the church and he turned his head and looked back at me and gave me that Pentecost stare. I knew that if I went any further, I was in trouble. So I backed up and I learned then when God gets hold of the reins and God looks at me, I back up. Oh, I could do it if I wanted to. But the Lord God takes a want to out of it because I fear him. I reverence him. He's almighty God. Oh, God. Don't let nobody preach to you or teach you. You can do your own thing and get by. You have to walk by the word of God. If God's word says it's a no-no, it's a no-no. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. And he said unto them, Full well you reject my, the commandments of God, that you may keep your own traditions. But God says, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him that is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. The Bible has a lot to say about fear. Proverbs 9 and 10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you fear God, you're a wise man. What does fear of God do? Proverbs 16 and 6 says, By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. If you really fear God, when nobody's around, when nobody's around, there's an eye, all-seeing eye, watching you. Me and my wife went to a 5 and 10 in the, boy, 5 and 10. What can you buy for a nickel or a dime today? 5 and 10. <coughs> we went to a 5 and 10 in, in Flint, Michigan. They had a counter in there where you get Hamburgers and french fries and hot dogs and a Coke. So uh, we sat down, Brother Art, and, and was going to eat a little bit. And sitting over from us was two little girls, young girls. And we had ordered a hamburger and, and Pepsi, and they ordered a hamburger. And... We're sitting there, and they, one girl 
picked hers up and started to take a bite. And the other girl said, oh, said, I forgot. We can't eat this. This is Friday. So, so they looked around everywhere. They just kept, and I wonder what they'd look around. They said, sin or no sin, I'm going to eat this in here. <laughs> they was fearing from a tradition of man, but many people come into that situation when what they're fixing to do offends God. And he's looking. He's looking. Do you fear God enough and the judgment? Are you going to override that fear and say, sin or no sin, I'm going to do it anyhow. One day. One day we're going to stand before an almighty God. One day. <laughs> God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of his saints. Do we want to fear him this morning? Let me read this. Verse of Scripture, I was going to skip over it, but I can't leave it out. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many, many of them believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogues. For they loved the praises of men more than the praises of God. Which do you fear today? What your mom and dad's going to think? What your brother is going to think? What those at work's going to think? Or do you fear God? Do we want the praises of men? Or do we want the praises of God? When we get into trouble, we want God. In the time of trouble, we want God. The party was going fine. They were getting drunker, and so they decided that they wanted the vessels out of the house of God to drink their booze in. So they sent to the house of God because at that point they had lost the fear of God and said, we'll just contaminate the vessels from the house of the Lord and keep on sinning. But right in the middle of it, there was a man's hand begin to write yeah. on the wall. Yeah. Amen. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Amen. 
And the king that had sent for the vessels in the house of God, the Bible said his knees smote together. I've only been scared enough one time in my life that I couldn't control my knees. They just bouncing together. I couldn't control them. I tried to. I tried to. But I, I went to, up to Wisconsin uh, fishing from Ohio, and I was going back, and, and when I got on uh, 90 and 94 out here, stopped at a restaurant somewhere, and I thought, that I knew a shortcut. And I took that shortcut and somehow I ended up on the south side of Chicago at two o'clock in the morning. And every street corner was just filled with people. And I'd lived in Aurora for three years and I knew enough that I would slow down when I seen the light was red I would slow down but I'd keep moving and I this is the truth when I got to the red light if it hadn't changed I run through it at least if I got hit they'd call the hamlets Huh? And after two or three of that, brother, brother Cash, I felt my knees bumping each other. I was petrified, but I kept going until I seen a sign saying interstate, and boy, I jumped on it. But here that king was having a big party. He was doing fine. But when God's hand began to write on the wall, my friend, if God shows up on this earth, there's going to be a lot of people running from their parties. They were on board the Titanic it was build the unsinkable ship. They were dancing. They were having their parties. They were having a ball. But when the ship hit the iceberg, they quit their partying. The bands started playing a different song. They started playing near my God to thee. Lord, I want to preach for about five more minutes. They was on board what man called an unsinkable ship. But after it went down, years later, when they discovered where it was, they went down and took some metal 
from the sides of it because they wanted to know why the hull of that ship ripped open so easily and it sunk. And every piece of metal that they tested was not as strong as it was supposed to be because they built it with contaminated steel. Oh, my Lord, help me to preach. If they'd have built it with the right stuff, it would have withstood the iceberg. Somebody is selling you a contaminated gospel. They're removing the fear of God. That ship will sink. That ship will go to the bottom. If you don't fear God, it won't carry you through. But I want to tell you something. God's building his church, and his church is an unsinkable ship. It's going to sail on. But it's going to be built with pure, uncontaminated. Lord, help me to preach. I know there's preachers and not not all of them outside the church of God. But there's preachers that's teaching a little... A little drinking ain't going to hurt you, and a little this ain't going to hurt you, and a little that ain't going to hurt you. And but he still says, be ye holy as I am holy. God wants us to be pure and holy. Preach on. But brother Pentecost, you don't you don't understand. If you build it this way, your ship's going to be bigger. It's going to be fuller. But when it runs into the iceberg, it's going to sink. Right. Noah build the ark. Just like God told him to build it, he built it out of what God told him to build. I hear the Bible to say, Holiness becometh the house of God forever. If we fear God. I know a guy, guy was going to hire some semi-drivers. And he took a bunch of them out and asked them how close to the edge of the cliff could they drive the semi without going over. And they begin to say, well, I can drive it this close and I can drive it this close. And every one of them wanted to get closer to the edge than the other. The one man 
said, Sir, I can't drive very close from the edge, but I can stay as far away from the edge. He said, you're the one I want to hire. God don't want us to find out how close we can live to the edge. But the Lord wants us to find out how close to God we can get. We must fear the Lord and keep his commandments. I'll probably get fired today. Hallelujah. What in the world is going on? Have you been reading the headlines? Have you been listening to the news in the nation that was called Bangladesh? Over 80,000 people was killed by cyclone. Millions in that nation is going hungry. In China, almost 100,000. By the time they find out those that are missing, killed by an earthquake. Millions in both countries are going hungry. This season is one of the worst seasons for tornadoes on record. Hello? Some days, there's been as many as 20 or more tornadoes. The price of gas is out of control. The price of food is out of control. And now with the floods that are flooding the farmland, they say, we ain't seen nothing yet. The world is being turned upside down. I was talking to a banker the other day. And he said, the foreclosures are so bad. He said, it's because of bad loans. I said, you can blame part of it on bad loans, but I want to tell you something. Some of these men that I know that was making $25 to $30 an hour that's been put on minimum wage not because of their fault or losing their homes. And I said some of the two or three hundred thousand or, or million dollar homes by executives that, that draw a million dollars a year for their job and their job has been shipped somewhere else. Lord help me. Can I preach a little bit? A few years ago, when I preached in 
first went to Michigan, the church lot was filled with a brand new car. Everybody had a brand new car. They had a weekday car and they had a Sunday car. The wife was working and the man was making big money in the automobile factories, good insurance. And they said, General Motors will always be here. Ford will always be here. Chrysler will always be here. And just a, less than a year ago, one of the financial men said, the economy of the United States is too strong to go down. Let me tell you something. All God has to do is pull the plug. It's not about trusting in our wealth, but it's trusting in Almighty God. But our farm system will never fail. All God has to do is send too much rain or withhold the rain. Oh, God. My trust is not in General Motors. My trust is not in Ford. My trust is not in our, our know-how to produce food. My trust is in a living God. I fear him. He's an awesome God. Nobody else can shut up the heavens. Nobody else can turn the wind and make a storm go. Listen at me. The Lord said the wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. If you want America turned into hell, just forget God. Just forget God. God's true to his word. He didn't say, I'm going to destroy all nations but America. No. Mm. But I'll tell you one thing. As long as I'm alive, I fear him and I praise him and I worship him. Everything that I have comes from God. Everything that I have belongs to God. Every breath that I breathe, God gives me the air to breathe. It's not all about this nation, but it's all about the God of this nation. So as long as this nation don't remember God and don't remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, I still love the Lord. And Sunday morning is going to find me in the house of the Lord Amen. praising Him. Amen. Hallelujah. I love Him. I love Him tonight, this morning. I love Him. Do you love the Lord this morning? Let's just stand and give Him praise. This podcast is produced to Fast by Cast Blaster. Good.
Our congregation would like to extend a warm thank you for listening to our podcast. We invite you to find out more about our church by visiting our website at cogopoh.com. If you do not have a church home, please consider joining us in our worship and service. We are located at 6808 Missouri Avenue in Hammond, Indiana. We have services every Sunday morning, starting with Sunday school at 10 a.m. Worship service begins at 11 a.m. The pastor's sermon usually begins around 11.30 a.m. And our evening service begins at 6 p.m. We also have a prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. You have a blessed morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time of day you're listening. And be sure to join us next week as we try to bring you another edition of the Abundant Life Community Church, the Church of God of Prophecy Congregation Podcast. Love me.